Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we welcome you in our Warriors Weekly Podcast. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, and boy, Steiny, let's just jump right into it. We got a lot to talk about. 11 games to go. The Warriors, their first full game without Stephen Curry last night, and they lose to the San Antonio Spurs at home. Now they go on a five-game road trip, and the Warriors suddenly just two games up on the Jazz for fourth in the Western Conference. Uh, I kind of I, I looked at it going in as, hey, there's some winnable games for the Warriors in the next couple of weeks without Curry. But I got to tell you, and, and you know how I get, you lose a game like that last night, and to me, it's it's all bets are off. You can lose to anybody. I'm sure there'll be some games where they're more competitive than we expect, but this team's going to have to work if they're going to earn wins. And I thought first and foremost last night, they didn't work hard enough, consistently enough for the opponent that they had. No doubt about it. And the other thing that that has to be talked about kind of up high in this story is you know, Draymond Green getting ejected in that game without Steph Curry. We, he, it's so, to me, to me, uh, JD, it's so fascinating because they, they can't win that game without Draymond, but the minute Steph doesn't play, like in Draymond's mind, the stakes get lower because they're not at their best. He knows it. So the game's maybe not as important. So you know, he gets he gets thrown out of a game last night, and my first thing is, you got to be kidding me on a night when there's no Steph Curry. But on a night where there's no Steph Curry is kind of when he's apt to do that. It, yeah, and that's the, that's my first problem. It, that that's my first problem with it. It, it. It's the fact that the stakes right now should actually be higher than they would be because Steph Curry's not playing. This team is, this isn't a 15 and 50 team. Okay. I, I get it. And I even gave Draymond somewhat of the benefit of the doubt for, Hey, you're used to playing in finals and playoff series. And now you're on the worst team in the NBA. And it's a little bit of a culture shock for you. And maybe there's going to be some nights where you just can't deal with it. Like I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt on that team. Hell, I'm even willing to give you a little bit of the benefit of the doubt on last year's team, which we all knew had no chance to win a championship, but was trying to contend and get into the playoffs. And, and, and that was a much worse, probably harder to deal with team 
for Draymond than this year's team, right. which overall has played well, is still in the mix. And this is game one of trying to salvage a strong enough – like nobody's asking the Warriors to go 10-2 and two in the final 12 before last night. All people are asking, Steiny, is go 6-6. Six and six, And yep. Steve Kerr's talking about reestablishing your defensive identity – and like to me, last night is a case where I know Marat Kogut. There's history. I know, I know he had issues with the Warriors in the past. I know Draymond thought he was trying to make a point, and and after he got the first tech, that he probably didn't deserve the second tech in his mind. But but all of that to me makes it worse. Like you got to know when a guy might have a short leash for you because there's history. If you're Draymond Green and you're one of the smartest guys in the league, like. It just it, it bothers me because I think it just sets a bad tone for the remaining games that the Warriors have. If he stays in that game last night, I think the Warriors eke out a win against the Spurs. And then I think we're having a different conversation about maybe what these next 11 games look like. Why can't they be six and six? See, that's the thing that that gets me is, you know, last night they got to win that game or they should win that game. Uh, now they're going out in the road. and. Go two and three. You can beat Orlando. Yeah. And then later you can beat, uh, who's Washington. the other? Washington. Washington. For sure. Like, go get those. Right. So so all you really have, six and six probably would get it done in terms of holding off those other two teams. Um, but the other thing that struck me, and maybe we're not used to it as much this year, but I feel like the Warriors without Steph Curry this year, it's, it's so funny because his numbers are down and, He's not shooting the ball as well as he has, but I feel like during those times when he's not been on the court this year, they've looked worse than they've ever looked when they've played without him before. Um, it just, right. it just, it just felt like they played a little better when he was off the floor in general in years past. But this year, when he's off the floor, I look at the team and I'm thinking this team's not that good. Um, especially when you start to think, you know, Draymond's been out for 30 games. Clay is not quite Clay Thompson. Now Wiggins is looking like, you know, the Wiggins of, of Minnesota. So um, that's the one thing I'd be worried about if I'm, if I'm the Warriors right now is they almost felt like they, are, they use that. They used the Curry injury kind of as an excuse last night. Yeah, and, and now and, they're going to be like, well, we're just kind of we're just going to see what happens the last ten games. But boy, I mean, what what do you really expect? Well, it, but here's the thing: you know what? Use it as an excuse as to why you can't beat Miami. Use it as an excuse as to why maybe Phoenix comes in in a week and beats you, or or even Utah if they come in. They're going to have to play some good teams. If if Memphis blows you out at the end of a five game trip and you don't have Curry, like, and that was kind of the point I was making last night on the post game show. There are going to be games in the next couple of weeks where the Warriors are just overmatched. Like it's going right. to happen flat out. But last night was not one of those games. Like last night was one of the games where you'd already beaten San Antonio shorthanded and you come out, you give up 36 points in the first quarter. And it was just it for as much as Steve Kerr said after the game that, hey, he tried to preach urgency and you want to get some positive momentum going and, and the, the whole wanting to reestablish the defense. And you give up 36 to San Antonio in the first quarter. And it just, there was an element of, and I hate this, and you know it's a pet peeve of mine, there was an element of the Warriors 
just thinking they had to show up last night and that was all they had to do and everything was going to be fine. And it winds up putting them in a hole and they wind up having a battle back. They still got an opportunity to win. I think it's indicative of kind of how this is going to be the next few weeks where even the wins against the lesser opponents are going to, are going to be tough and not pretty, but to just come out and play that way, it just, To me, it left a real bad taste in in my mouth. And then to have Draymond get kicked out on top of it, it, it's just just bad vibes and and bad vibes at a a cost potentially now because, I mean, this they could be fourth. Like, in in fact, at this point, it almost feels like it's more likely that they're fourth than third, although Utah does have a difficult schedule themselves coming up. Well, what I look at now is – how many things have to happen for them to start to play at a high level in the postseason? There, it what it's looking like now, JD, is that they're just going to have to, you know, carry out the regular season. Probably, and I don't want to say a free fall, but probably not playing well. Mm. Then they're going to go have. Then they're going to have to go into the postseason and essentially just say, you know, they, what do we have going into the series? Well, we won titles three or four years ago. That's what we've. That's what we did. That's what we're hanging it all on right now. Um, but they're gonna they're gonna have to come out in the playoffs playing pretty well, and then they're gonna have to get better in the playoffs. And that's where I. That's where you start to see it. It being difficult to happen. You know, Kaminga now is becoming a little less effective, or or um, the the real good games are a little fewer and farther between. You know. Clay was Clay was okay last night. I thought he made some threes, but but by and large, when he takes a shot, it's you're thinking, ah, might go in, might not. You know, it's not a sure thing anymore. So, you know, you start looking at what they have to do to play at their peak, and now a lot of stuff has to happen because they they need Iguodala to not only come back but to play like he played in the first twenty games. Was that going to happen? I don't know. They're going to need Steph Curry coming off an injury to play better, really, than he played all season, J.D. And Clay Thompson's going to have to pick it up a level. So you start thinking about all those things that need to happen, and it does get a little worrisome. Yeah, let, let's get into a, a couple of the things that I, I want to get into Poole and Clay. I, I want to get into Wiggins last night because you, you could make the case, you know, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, they, they got their numbers last night. There, there were points in the game where they were efficient. There were points in the game where they were not efficient. And I think that's, you know, Clay especially takes 22 shots to, to get 24 points, shot the three well, didn't shoot the two well. Poole and Clay got their numbers last night. Wiggins did not. It was a five of 13. It, it was kind of a, a slog for him. And I can't help but think just for Andrew Wiggins specifically, and I want to get into the calls too at the end of the game because I thought both of those calls were just just atrocious both ways, didn't need to happen. Uh, did just, well, I'll separate myself from that for the moment, but Wiggins finds himself on the line. And one of the things I jotted down was, yes, he split the two, but the way that the game played out now, it furthers, I think, the pressure on Wiggins because he's, it, it, the fall from grace for Andrew Wiggins and and to the point where it was like, he draws the ire now from the warrior fan base off of that game last night, because he couldn't hit two free throws late. And, and that's something that I think carries 
a future weight here as this team moves down the stretch. It went from all-star wigs to two-way wigs to, damn it, Wiggins has got to win us that game at the end. And people almost forget about what Draymond did or the fact that Poole and Clay weren't all that efficient. And it becomes kind of on him. And we've seen, you know, if the Warrior fan base doesn't view a certain player as one of them, like it, it turns quickly, and I just thought last night was another – like Warrior fans are going to remember Wiggins not making those free throws, and it's going to have a negative effect on on just the aura of, of everything surrounding the team. It might. It, it's starting to seem like he's – I don't want to say a fragile player, but he's an interesting player because when you look back in the first half of the season and he was better, but why was he better? It might have just been because he was making shots. You know what I mean? Is he really a completely different player now? Now he's lost his confidence. Well, that's another way of just saying he's not knocking down shots. I, I also think there is something about this about Jordan Poole. And he's so aggressive. He, he and Clay Thompson are so aggressive offensively that and we've kind of talked about this, and especially if Steph's playing, but even when he's not. Like those guys are going to shoot most of the time, and then they're going to need then they're going to need help, but only on their terms. Right. Only when they can't shoot it. Like they're not helping anybody else. They're they're getting off themselves. But now it's like maybe pools out of the game. Clay Clay misses a shot. Now he can't get a shot, and all of a sudden the ball finds Wiggins, and everyone's like, "Okay, now do something, Wiggins. Now we need you to do something." Well. You know, it's hard to do it when you have to do it on a certain possession. And I kind of feel like that's that's where they're at right now. That yeah, They're in a tough spot with that because you're right. Everybody wants Poole and Clay to just chuck it, right? And when they're hot, it looks great. When they're not or you need somewhere else to go, that's where everybody just looks almost at the depth chart. Well, who's the next best player on the floor? Well, that guy's got to be the guy that steps up. And that guy right now is going to be Andrew Wiggins. And then when he doesn't put up the numbers and you lose, it becomes a thing, right? And, you know, was he aggressive enough? Was he, you know, you could make a case the six of nine at the free throw line was an improvement over, I mean, it was from where he's been lately. But again, all I'm thinking there in the closing seconds is Wiggins is on the lot. Like I'm, I'm sitting in the arena last night and I'm thinking, what if he misses both? Like, I really am thinking, what if he misses both? Right. It's the first one. You're thinking, all right, that might be enough. And, and then he misses the second one and the loose ball foul gets called. And I mean, there were a million things going on there at the end of that game. But I'm thinking, damn, like this is one of those games where now Wiggins, there, there's more, it's more magnified, not just the missed free throws, but the fact that he didn't play well overall and you lost that game. Well, Here's the thing, and like if you just want to put it in black and white and and kind of make it extreme, you know, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson don't really make plays for anybody else. It's not to say they can't have four assists in a game or five, but they're not really creators. Like Jordan Poole will make a nice play on a drive on a finish, let's say, for example. But I don't really consider him a, a distributor, or even or like a or like a playmaker. He, he's a shot maker more than a playmaker. So now you have Steph Curry not playing. Well, he's their top playmaker. Now you have Draymond Green get ejected. 
he's their second tie. He's their one A playmaker. So now here you're 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 at the end of a game and you have Poole, Clay, and Wiggins. Well, with all due respect, how do they get an open shot? Like how does how does you know Poole's got to go one on one and draw defense and kick? But that's none of their guys. None of those three guys. The the strength is doing that, if you know what I mean. So the the absence of Draymond kills them on offense on a night when there's no Steph Curry. Yeah, no, it, it really does. And uh, it's our Warriors weekly podcast here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Matt Steinmetz as uh, we're talking a little. We had a little football break. Go ahead. Go in. ahead. Let's, let's let it. people inside. I'm just going to mention it. I'm kind of smiling, and I sent you a text as we're, as we're doing this. Matt Ryan from the Falcons to the Colts. Uh, the compensation – a 2022 third round pick. So Matt Ryan's worth the third round pick to go. So, I mean, I know well, you, you and Goo are going to be all over this. Well, this but, come this on the same day that there was a report that John Lynch holding onto a deal where he's got two seconds, but he's not yet making the decision. Really? Really? Yeah. Exactly. Come on now. Because there's no way Jimmy Garoppolo has more value than Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan now is going to a team. So what's Atlanta do real quick? <laughs> well, they're not giving up two twos for Garoppolo, I'll tell you that much. That's a great call. That's I'll a great that. call. They're, uh, they are not one of the teams that's that's willing to give up a couple of twos. But Yeah, yeah I, I think just, you're right. Just I think that. you're right. That's hey. a stunner. One third-round pick. Anyway, back to the, back to Wiggins. Yeah, uh, or or maybe this. Let's go back to uh, the other piece of big news is the Wiseman news, and you know I want I want to. It's not big news to me because, wow, now they're not going to have this guy, who's a big piece to what. Not he. We don't know what, he, but it's to me a big deal that he may not play this season, and whether. Whether you're a panicker or not, if you're a Warrior fan, you got to be a little bit worried if he's not going to play this year. And this is the thing I said to you. I mean, it, this is kind of a shame because you, now you do start thinking, oh, man, what if this kid, you know, has some some serious stuff going on physically? Um, and what a shame that would be. I never thought he was going to be the difference this year between a championship and a non-championship. But I think if he doesn't play this year, JD, that that means, that means man, they couldn't even get a look at him in eight games that were pretty important just to see how he handles it mentally. Even forget physically, um, they won't even get to see that. So this is a big setback for Wiseman, um, way more than the Warriors, obviously. But now you start thinking about the Warriors going into next year, and well, they're gonna. There's going to be a question mark with Wiseman again. Yeah, and I, I got to give you a lot of credit because I think you said it. You and and I don't know that it necessarily specifically played out this way, but you said when we were doing the shows together last week, hey, if he's not playing Sunday for the Golden State Warriors, meaning the Spurs game that just passed, then there's a problem. And I think it's pretty clear that there was a problem because they right. knew four days ago that he wasn't going to play for the Golden State Warriors. 
And then it turned out he wound up not even playing for Santa Cruz because he's he's got this this swelling and pain issue coming up uh, in the knee. So yeah, it's not a good situation. It feels to me for the first time, and maybe others have been down this road already, but it it feels to me for the first time like it's more likely he's not going to play at all than than that he is going to come back and play a little bit. Because here's the thing: if he's been shut down, right? And it's March 21st. And let's say you want to shut him down for a week to 10 days. Well, all of a sudden we're talking about next week. Well, if you're going to shut somebody down, then you probably need a week to 10 days to ramp that player back up. So if you just add basically three weeks from a couple of days ago, you're, you're almost to the end of the season right there. You're, you're basically to the final week or less than a week of the season at that point. So it's, I mean, tough, in, tough, in, tough. In, fa- in fairness to, to Wiseman, I guess if the Warriors make a long playoff run, it's not inconceivable that he could be put into some games where the Warriors are either, you know, there's always a couple games during the playoffs where you, you may have to raise the white well, flag early. And you know what? I'll, I'll say this. I'm not going to rule that out. Real quick. Damian Jones started Western Conference Finals games in 2019, and people forget that. But there you go. And and it, and and those weren't white flag situations. But but you're right. You could be down 20 in the third quarter at Memphis in Game Two, and it's all right. He's going to get 10 minutes. Yeah, and maybe he uh, and maybe he gives you something. But I, I'm with you, JD. I I I don't know how you can be a Warrior fan and think he's going to contribute now and it's not that it's not that Wiseman was going to play a lot but JD it's now they're officially small and they're not getting any bigger unless there's still some kind of buyout which could theoretically happen but you know they're they're now going to go into the postseason if something doesn't happen and Kevon Looney and Bealitz are their biggest guys, and that's all they got. And that's tough, depending upon the matchup. And that's and oh, right. By, and oh, by the way, as the Warriors slip now to to third and maybe even to fourth, you might be looking at a Carl Anthony Towns or a Jokic, and and those are the two players that really we've seen in the past have given the the Warriors problems. And you know, Draymond's been able to handle them some, both of those players, but. You know, Draymond is not going to play 48 minutes either, which I think right. is part of it. And you also have to ask yourself, you know, what if what if something happened? Like the, the Warriors are, are are vulnerable right now in a big time way. Like let, like in many ways. In yeah, many ways. That's a I think that's a better way of putting it. They are vulnerable right now. And you know, how they handle themselves down the stretch here without Curry is going to go a long way toward how much more difficult the path is going to be. Cause I'll be honest, I didn't really think force, like I thought, all right, they're going to be able to do enough to avoid the four. I'm not so sure. And maybe I'm a prisoner of one game, but to me, the Spurs game was one of the most winnable games they had left and they couldn't win it. And so you know, now all bets are off. Like now I'm thinking, yeah, you're going to go to Orlando and win. You should, but right you know what, maybe that game's tied with five minutes to go and you got to fight and scrap and, and, and claw to get that one. A couple of quick what, things here to wrap. Yeah. Uh, Steph Curry met with the media. I, I mentioned that. 
he was in the not the traditional high boot, but he was in a I would say a lesser version of a of, of a walking boot. Uh, just what what did you think of maybe some of the things he had to say? It, it sounds like we're not seeing him in the regular season. I, that was one takeaway. Uh, you know, he's got to stay off it for a couple of weeks. I know there were no specifics given about what ligament, what grade, all of that. It it sounds like they're hopeful though, and he's hopeful around April first he can start to to get back on the floor and start ramping up back toward a return, assuming everything's healed relatively well. Right. And the more I think about this injury, and and we know that he's he was going to miss seven games, including the Spurs game. So there's really only two or three that we're looking at. Excuse me. The more I think about it, J.D., if he doesn't play any more games in the regular season, it's not the end of the world. It It, it hurts. But to me, oh, well, you can get Steph Curry back for two regular season. Get, come on, who cares? Yeah. Especially because the regular season's going to end and they won't have a playoff game for at least five days, right? At yeah. least. Because they got to wait for the play-in games to take place. So that's so another week to just continue to ramp up. That's another two weeks of, of, uh, uh, of, a bo- of bonus time, if you will. Because you get the last week with the last couple games, and then you get the next week before the playoffs start, and you won't have to play games. So I, I bet you the Warriors, whatever that first playoff game is, it's probably going to be around April 20th, 21st. 16th. Yeah. Is that the end of the regular season? No, the, the end of the regular season is the 10th. The first okay. playoff game is either the 16th or the 17th. See, and I think that's the important date for the Warriors. I think if I were the Warriors, that's where I would put the onus of my focus. Final final thing, the, the calls at the end of the game last night. Like, I, I, you're an officiating guy. Which one? Like, I, well, <laughs> the both loony? Of both of them. Because to me, to me, there's no reason to call – the foul when Wiggins has got the ball 30 feet away from the basket and it's a scramble situation, emergency situation. I thought that should be a no call. Kaminga makes the wild save. He gets it to Wiggins. Is Wiggins going to shoot it? Is Wiggins going to try to get away and kick it to somebody? Whatever. Like to me, the, the game's just going to end right there. Right. Going to overtime, you decided on the floor. My view on it was I thought that was a bad call. And the Warriors got bailed out. And and then my take on it, I thought the, the the loose ball foul on the missed free throw to me was a bad call. I actually thought that was a makeup call. In the in the moment, I thought, you know what? We gave them two. We probably shouldn't have. Now we're gonna give San Antonio two at the other end, and and we'll see how it shakes out from there. But I I hated both calls. I I'm with you. I kind of thought that same thing. And and especially when I watched Ed Malloy, the official, go about doing what he did. He like he didn't acknowledge any like like I I kind of think that that is what he did because that call up at the top was so bad and it was it There's was just a bad on. call. And the funny thing is is like I could I could have actually seen Looney getting called for that foul in the second quarter of a game. Sure. For example, so he kind of put himself in a spot where he, he made it, uh, you know, he made it. Malloy maybe have to make a decision, and he did end up getting the rebound. Not not a not Looney, but so I don't, I don't know. I mean, it was just at least there were two bad calls. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, 
Well, but two and, bad and, calls, they split the free throws, and then and then the thing winds up on the offensive rebound, which is just – I mean, you give Deshaun right. Murray credit for kind of getting in there, but, I mean, that's just – that's just kind of bad luck, honestly, yeah. that last play. Which can happen when you let a team in a game that shouldn't be in the game. All right, Steiny, good stuff, my man. We'll call it. Right, on man. that note, for Matt Steinmetz, I'm John Dickinson. Our Warriors Weekly Podcast uh, in the books as the Warriors hit the road. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.